Hi, I'm Melody. I'm Candy. And I'm Gabe. And you're listening to Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises. Coffee or no coffee during worship? (laughs) That is the question we want to discuss today on Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises. I think we have maybe some different opinions and ideas on that. So let's let's just hash it out right here, y'all. All three of us love coffee. And love church. Yes. Put those two together. What do you have? A lot of love. And a lot, a lot of coffee. A lot of love for Jesus, drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the church that I am now attending, we've moved and we love this church. And this is just new to me because... You we, didn't grow up that no, way. No, I did not grow up that way. And they offer coffee in, like, there's a little lobby area. Before you go into the church, mm-hmm. you can actually grab some coffee before you go. Now, it's just plain Jane coffee. It's not like they have all these frou-frou things. But you can pour a cup of coffee, get your cream, sugar, and then go into worship and actually drink your coffee while you're in the service, which I was like, hold up. This is a little little different. I loved it, and the more that I've done it, I'm like, it, I just relax so much better, and I feel more like ease and just ready to worship. And I don't because of a cup of coffee. And I can't explain it to you. And I know church is not a place where you want to feel at ease or you want to feel like, man, this is I'm having fun. It's not like that. It's just I feel more almost involved or like I'm really paying attention more when I have the coffee. And maybe I'm the only one that thinks that. Well, I was raised very similar to you, Mm -hmm. Candy, in that the church I attended, you just you didn't even walk in with a bottle of water. Like you just Mm -hmm. you never had drink. Now, the preacher might have a cup of water, a bottle of water while he's preaching, but that would be it. Yeah. But the church that I've been a member at for years and years now is that we have a cafe in the front of the church, and you can come early, get a cup of coffee, stand around, talk, whatever. When church starts, you can walk in with your coffee. What I do is when I leave my house in the mornings, I drink coffee like every morning, and I've got my to-go cup. And if we're there early enough for something, I may refill it. But whenever we walk in, I just have my cup that I've had, you know, since I was at home. And yeah, after the music's done, we sit down and start listening to the sermon. I'm sitting there sipping on my cup of coffee, and all is well with the world. It's not that it, I couldn't attend without it. It's just I would drink coffee if I was anywhere else. So right. I drink coffee while I'm there just the same as I would anywhere else. And I have family who will say to me, can you not make it through a service without having to drink a cup of coffee? And I'm like, it's not about that. It's like it's not I, that. It's just no. if I was sitting in the doctor's office waiting room right now, I'd be sipping on coffee. If right. I was sitting here at work, I'd be drinking coffee. i just drink coffee because that's so what I do. To, and to me, my first reaction is maybe it's an age thing with me, but the more I think about it, I don't think it is with me because I'm kind of hip and cool, even I though know. I'm older. You are. But I'm the one out of the three of us that I do not like it. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Yes, you do drink coffee in the doctor's office. Yes, you do, do drink coffee if you're waiting here or going there. But I feel like church should be set apart from anything that's normal. It should be respected. It should be different. It should just be. And I guess, Candy, I'm a little bit like that. Can you not just sit in service for an hour without something in your hand? Yeah. I really do believe that even though you may not, you two may not think it, it is a distraction. It has to be. It's got to be a little bit of distraction because you've got that in one hand. You've got to be sure you don't spill it unless you've got cup holders in your seats or that kind of thing. If you've got kids in there with you, you you know, they could kick it over. 
you're sipping, you're and and to, for me, I feel like it's just a little bit disrespectful to the pastor. If yeah. I was a pastor up there speaking or preaching, I don't know. Maybe it is an age thing. I don't know. I don't feel like it is for me. I feel like it's more of a respect thing mm-hmm. for me and that church should be set apart. It should be different. So yeah. I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world. I'm yeah. do- And I don't even disagree with having a coffee bar at church. I just would like it better if it was more of a you gather a little bit and, and fellowship before church starts, have coffee, mm-hmm. but then you throw that away and walk in the yep. service without the coffee. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. Has anyone ever walked in your church, maybe visiting or something, just assuming that that's how it was? And have you ever noticed anyone in your church have one before? Walk ha- in, have a cup of coffee like yeah, like me. Own. I would come with the coffee I yeah, made from home. No. No, I've never seen anybody no. do that. Uh, just curious, not, just, I'm, it could be they did, but yeah. I've never. And, and we don't have signs up or anything right, that says, yeah. please do not bring food or drink into the mm-hmm. sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that. But I guess you kind of look around and notice what yeah. everybody's doing, you know. Because it is kind of, I, I feel like it is coming more and more common now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. It is. For churches to have, even traditional churches, I know of some that it would just be okay if you walked, now they may not serve it, but if you walked in with your cup of coffee from home that you were still sipping on, mm-hmm. that it would be okay. Yeah. Again, I think it's just for me, it's the one place that should be different. I mean, the, the little kids, place. they get goldfish and juice. <laughs> but not in the sanctuary. Not in the sanctuary. Uh, that, to me, it's just a more mm-hmm. sacred environment and, um, you know. All right. The coffee debate is mm-hmm. over. Let's move into music and the things that surround music. A lot of churches now, I think Gabe, your church, I don't know about yours, Candy, but the lighting is mm-hmm. flashy. The fog machines are going. Oh, no. We don't do fog. The, the set. There's like literally a built set on the stage. There's lots of musicians. Mm-hmm. So do you love that? Or do you like, again, more simplicity? Or Well, it's kind of funny that the church I've been at, I've been on staff at this church at one point, mm-hmm. And I've been there for 13 years, I guess, now since I moved to this area. And it's totally opposite of what I grew up with. And I am a traditionalist. I love traditional everything. You really much. are. I am. Yeah. I'm, I am an old soul. Mm-hmm. Truly am. But I was drawn to this church. I made friends immediately. And it just was somewhere that I just immediately felt like I was home. So it's kind of interesting because the style of music is not what I listen to. That style of music is what I only hear on Sunday mornings. I don't listen to it on my own Monday through Saturday. You're mm-hmm. a Southern gospel guy. I'm mm-hmm. all about Head Southern gospel. Joke. Yes, hymns and Southern gospel. But that is the opposite of what my church does, which is really interesting. But I I love it. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, there's a lot that I would change if it were up to me. And I don't think that music alone is a reason to or not to attend a church or leave. I, mm-hmm. I just That's my personal preference. But I am thankful that they did get rid of the fog machine. <laughs> After all, I thought I was never a fan of that. But my church does have controlled lighting. Like there are no windows in the sanctuary that it's always it's controlled lighting. So you can have it completely pitch black, completely light different lighting things. So that, that's something that's different for us than what I grew up with as so, well. So during the service, it's dark in the where the congregation sits. During music, the house lights are down, mm-hmm. the stage is up. During preaching, all the lights are up full because you take notes and, and all that. But the house lights are down 
It's a, mm-hmm. it's much dimmer during music. Do you feel like that we have become, and th- I'm not saying yeah or nay to this, I'm just asking a mm-hmm. question. Do you feel like we have become more performance-driven in churches? I'm talking music now, mm-hmm. musically. I think a lot of it is with great intent of removing distractions. That's a lot of being in a lot of those planning meetings for a church service of planning ahead, having your transitions and all this down, your technology usage and all that, all the kinks worked out so you can have a smooth service as much as possible to remove distractions. Right. But there are times that that can bring in this mentality of, well, we now we have to do it that way. And then it's kind of this whole different set of like, well, if we didn't have that, would we still feel like this was a church service? If we mm-hmm. didn't have that element would we still feel like, and of course, none of those do or don't bring in the Spirit of God and change in your life. Oh, no. So the spirit of that is removing distractions, but a lot of times I think it can take over. Mm-hmm. I just think about the simplicity of how Jesus taught. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he didn't carry a fog machine and flashing lights. I just think about how he, you know, was so simple in oh, the yeah. way that he presented his teachings and the gospel. And so I know for our church right now, we're kind of overhauling and we are becoming very much more simplistic in what we do. There's just not a lot of extra distractions mm-hmm. and that's not for everybody and that's perfectly fine. I'm finding that I love it. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely loving less is more. Yeah. Yeah. I find myself paying attention so much better. There's Mm -hmm. just not a lot going on that's Mm -hmm. anything extra. I'm a Baptist, a Southern Baptist, and we're known for a lot of programs. Yeah. You got (laughs) to, you know, you have to do a lot of program. We got to do that because we got to do that. Mm -hmm. We're taking all that away and we're just focusing on what does God want our church to be doing right now in the Mm -hmm. here and now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it doesn't go along with kind of our mission and vision of our church, we take it out. Mm. And it has become so freeing. Mm -hmm. It is like a breath of fresh air to just be focused on, you know, where God wants you to be and what he wants you to be doing. Candy, your church musically, lots of frills or? No, um, I do like this. I mean, they obviously have like a nice stage where, you know, it's pretty, the lighting and all, no fog or smoke machines. And they do a really good mixture of hymns, you know, that there's some gospel songs in there and some praise mm-hmm. and worship. So they do a very good balance. There was a choir last week mm-hmm. and followed up by a praise team. So they do a really good balance of both. See, mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, yeah. I, I do. I have never been able to understand. And I've been leading music now for 36 years. Mm. So I've seen that change. You know, I've seen oh, yeah. the, the changes through the years and where we are now compared to 36 years ago. And you do have to make some changes along the way. If you get stuck over here, you're not going to grow. You, you know, you do yeah. have to make changes. But I've never understood the all or nothing mentality. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. never understood why it has to be all this. It has to be all contemporary or it has to be all old hymns or it has to be all all Southern gospel. Or or you have one service that is contemporary, one service that's yeah. traditional, and you separate those two. Yes. I know. Yeah, I, I'm like, a fan. I'll give an example. This past Sunday. Our music was the hymn, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus, Mm -hmm. done with a guitar and a little more upbeat. Fantastic. And then it was more of a, the second song was more of a contemporary song that you would hear in more of CCM music now. Mm -hmm. 
And then we ended the service with someone singing. Uh, the, the title of the sermon was Farther Along. And so mm-hmm. uh, someone sang that, mm-hmm. far, the old hymn, Farther Along. Mm-hmm. And so in that service, you had a hymn. You had a more of a Southern gospel sounding song. And then you had a contemporary song. Mm-hmm. What people call blended worship, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that is just to me such a great way to do music because if you have a wide variety of ages in your congregation, mm-hmm. then there's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. I may not like that song, but coming up, I know that they're going to do a hymn. So I've never understood the all or nothing mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That bothers me a bit. Mm-hmm. But music is the great divider it is. of churches. It is. That probably has divided in the last 10 to 15 years. That has probably divided more churches. Oh, yeah. And now we've come to this, okay, so we're just going to do two services then. We're going to have the early service for the traditional ones who like hymns and such, and then we're going to have another service for those who like all contemporary. And a lot of times I feel like what that does is separate the young from the older. It does. And it's basically like you have two church bodies at that point mm-hmm. just happen to be meeting. In, and a lot of times they're in the same building. You have yeah. your chapel or wherever they have your traditional mm-hmm. service and then the main auditorium where you have your contemporary service. Well, that just separates, that just divides. It's two churches, like you said. It's yeah. like two churches. And then it always like the, well, the traditional, we'll just appease them. They're in the chapel or they're in a the smaller area. And then like the main sanctuary, that's that's really the mm-hmm. main thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just really not a great Great setup, in my opinion, as well. I agree, because what that does is, like the older saints, those older saints that are in the church love worshiping with the younger, seeing the Mm -hmm. younger people worship. And those little kids and children and teenagers need to see those older saints that are worshiping as well. And need to hear them pray as well. Oh, yes. You need to hear Throw them that pray in. as well. And and if you have to have two services because of space, mm-hmm. I think that's that's a great problem mm-hmm. to have. Do two exact services. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. musically yeah. do do the same service twice. Mm-hmm. That is to me one have been one of the biggest problems of the church today is how we have divided it into mm-hmm. two separate entities although you're in one building. So there's lots of debate on different things when it comes to church, whether you drink coffee while the preacher preaches or you don't, whether you sing hymns and contemporary at the same time, whether you have fog machines or lights going. Mm -hmm. There's uh, all kinds of different ways that we worship. Nothing's right. Nothing's wrong, necessarily. I just pray that our focus is where, as that little children's song I used to teach to our kids at our church, I just hope that we can continue to keep the main thing, the main thing. And that main thing is Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises podcast with Melody, Candy, and Gabe. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. You can learn more at joyfm.org.